Hello, and welcome to the Unending TBR podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I am a book blogger, a bookstagrammer, and all-around book. Today, I want to talk about fictional books that have had a deep impact on my faith. The reason I read mostly Christian fiction is because I really enjoy and love reading. And I really want the books that I read to not only entertain me, but also enrich my life and faith too. I love when I finish a story and I have a lesson or a message that I can think about or apply to my life. And I just get a much richer experience when that happens. A few of the books stand out to me over the years that have contained stories that have deeply moved me and helped me grow as a Christian. I'm a firm believer that God brings fictional stories to us when we need them. So the first book that I want to talk about is a book that I read in my, in my late teens, I believe I was, and that is Deadline by Randy Elkhorn. And this is the book description. It says, when tragedy strikes those closest to him, Jake Woods must draw upon all his resources to uncover the truth about a suspicious accident. Soon he finds himself swept up in the murder investigation that is both complex and dangerous. Unaware of the threat to his own life, Jake is drawn in deeper and deeper as he desperately searches for the answers to the immediate mystery at hand and ultimately the deeper meaning of his own existence. Deadline is a dramatic and vivid novel of substance filled with hope and perspective for every reader who longs to feel purpose in their life. So this is one that was really, I mean, I was all about the suspense and the mystery in my early teens or early teens, late teens. And this one really moved me. It sounds like just a basic straight up mystery, but there is a reason that Randy Alcorn calls his ministry eternal perspectives. It's actually kind of like a dual timeline mystery, which sounds kind of weird because the main character, Jake, is in a car accident with two of his closest friends. Two of his friends end up spoiler alert, dying. And you see Jake in the present day working to solve this mystery. And then you see his friends entering eternity and the different perspectives of what eternity looks like for those two men. And let me tell you, the thing that made the biggest impact on me from this book was Randy Alcorn's description of heaven. Oh my goodness. This, I know it's fiction. I get that. But Randy Alcorn has a way of describing heaven that just makes you long for it. Um, oh, it, it totally made me think of heaven in a brand new light. And I was impacted in my late teens as to view my view of eternity totally changed. And that gave me a perspective that I, I really hope I never lose because, oh, he just makes you want to go there to experience that. It, it just brings up all those longings in your souls. This is not the 
cartoony version of heaven that sometimes I think we often think of, of how you just float around on a cloud and strum a harp. That's nowhere in the Bible and how he brings that majesty and awe of heaven and being in the presence of the Lord just impacted me so greatly. It brought me to tears. Randy Alcorn is one of the few authors that can bring me to tears in like every one of his books. I don't know how he does it because I'm not a big book crier, honestly, people. Um, And I sob like a baby because it's so beautiful. You have to experience, if you haven't yet, pick up Deadline. I highly, highly recommend it. So the next book that I want to share with you is a little bit different. I want to share with you Raven Saint by Mary Lou Tyndale. Um, Full disclosure, I had a bit of a struggle with my self-righteous attitude when I was younger. And, well, probably still, that might be my one of my stumbling blocks. And the way this book, it's the third in the series. I read it the first. I know I've often read books out of order, but I can, I can deal with it. Um, so let me tell you what the book is about based on the book description. It says, join best-selling author Mary Lou Tyndale for a seafaring historical adventure of romance, intrigue, action, and adventure. Grace Westcott has piously served God her whole life. Captain Rafe Dubois cannot pass up the opportunity to earn more gold toward the hospital he's building for the poor by kidnapping Admiral Westcott's youngest daughter. But when the missionary and the mercenary meet, it's full sail ahead into tumultuous waters. Find out what happens when a bitter mercenary who has sworn off God falls in love with a pious woman determined to change him. Okay, so yeah, in case you didn't guess, it is a romance. But this book touched really brought to light. Again, this is one of those books that made me aware of what I was doing in my walk with the Lord. And it's through a romance. God can use any book. You do not have to just, I really believe you do not just have to read theological studies in order to have your faith impacted by the written word. Um, So I really identify with Grace. Her character is one who is very determined to walk the straight and narrow, to do good, to, to be what God asks her to be, to follow the rules. She's a real rule abider. So I really connected with her. I was amazed at how this how this really brought me to a growth in my spiritual walk. Um, I'll admit I had been hard on other people that I just say, Hey, why can't you just get with the program, get with the right living? Don't you see what you're doing to yourself? And that's so grace too. And she grace needed to learn grace And so, so did I, and so do I. And when I saw the, 
when she got to the point where she was brought low and see where we can all fall short under certain circumstances. We, no one is above temptation or trials based on your works and actions and how that was the story that I needed in my point of life that I could, I could empathize with people. I realized that, that I needed to build that. And I am so thankful to that book for showing me my failing in that and that I could then grow from that. And I love the way that stories, that stories can do that. Stories can point out something that you may have heard in a sermon, but for me, at least, when I see it in a story played out, it's like I can observe it and then apply it because I can relate. So the next book that I want to share with you, I read really close to the same time that I read Raven Saint. I was just starting to get into historical romance in the Christian fiction world, and I was just addicted. Um, the next one is Stealing the Preacher by Karen Whitmire. It's number two in the Archer Brothers series, and right around the time where the Lord was really convicting me of my self-righteous attitude, he brought this book in to show me a whole nother area that I needed to grow. And let me just read the synopsis for you. And I'll tell you why. So this is from the back cover. It says a cowboy who wants to be a preacher and an outlaw's daughter who wants to change his mind on his way to an interview for a position at a church of Piney Woods, Texas, Crockett Archer cannot believe that he's forced off a train by an outlaw and presented to the man's daughter as a preacher as she requested for her birthday. He's determined to escape, which would be much easier if he could stop thinking about Joanna Robbins and her unexpected request. For months, Joanna has prayed for a minister, a man to breathe life back into the abandoned church at the heart of her community, a man to assist her in the fulfilling the pro promise to her dying mother. But just when it seems her prayers have been answered, it turns out the parson is there against his will and has dreams of his own calling elsewhere. Is there any way she can convince Crockett he ended up right where he is supposed to be? So here we go again with another romance. But what really, what really spoke to me about this story was Joanna's father's journey. She had a, like the book has light moments. It has funny moments, but underneath there's a really amazing message that of the outlaw and his redemption story. And it touched me because Joanna had been trying for years to try and get her father to come to faith. That's her dying mother's wish. And she feels it's her responsibility to encourage that faith conversion. And it just really spoke to me because for so many years, I had been praying for certain friends and trying to witness and Lord, why aren't people listening to me kind of mentality? I was reading all the books about how to evangelize, how to share my faith. And I, I wasn't, I still very am passionate about that, but for some reason I couldn't figure out why nobody would just listen when I told them the truth and how come 
that was like that. And this book showed me and really helped me process how it is up to us to be ready to give a good answer, to be ready to answer people's questions, and to live out our faith with honesty and be genuine. But in all of that, we as individuals are not responsible for when somebody receives it. It's not that we're saying anything wrong. I mean, we could be, and I have said wrong things, but we aren't responsible for when the Lord works in someone's life, if that makes sense. And it just told me that, hey, I'm not in control of when other people accept it. All that I can do is be there when the Lord does that work. And it was kind of a relief to have that burden off of my shoulders. And I mean, I still look at that book and I think, oh yeah, it's written as a fun Western adventure, but it has that depth. And and when you get to that point in the book, I really don't want to give any spoilers. I'm trying hard. But when you get to that point in the book where the father's story is coming to faith. Oh my goodness. It's so good. And I cried. I've read it twice and I have cried both times on it because, because that's what you want. And I just love hearing his story. So this final book that I want to discuss is A Heart Most Certain by Melissa Jaggers. This was another one that really kind of struck me right between the eyes right when I need it, right when I was going through something that applied to this book. And again, that I just totally see God's hand in that with the timing, with the story. Um, I was recommended this book through the Avid Readers of Christian Fiction Facebook group. Great group. It was recommended as a Beauty and the Beast type trope description. Like that was kind of the trope that it followed. And I was all about that. So I went right ahead and I rented it from the library, read it. After I read it, I'm like, I need this book on my shelf. And I promptly bought a copy. So let me read you the hypnosis from the back cover says Lydia King knows what it's like to be in need so she joins the Teakville Moral Society hoping to help the town's poor with her father's debt increasing by the day and her mother growing sicker by the week she wonders how long it will be until she ends up in the poorhouse herself her best chance at financial security is to impress the politician courting her and it certainly doesn't hurt that his mother is the Moral Society's president Lydia's first task as a Moral Society member is to obtain a donation from Nicholas Lowe, the wealthiest man in town. Seems easy, until the man flat out refuses. Despite appearances, Nicholas wants to help others, but prefers to do it in his own way, keeping his charity private. When Lydia proves persistent, they agree to a bargain. Though Nicholas has a few surprises up his sleeve, neither foresees the harrowing complications that will arise from working together. And when the town secrets are brought to light, its unlikely pair must decide where their beliefs and hearts truly align. So 
This one was really interesting because I could identify in some ways with both the main heroine, Lydia, and Nicholas. And it was such an amazing, such a memorable story. It was really, it really touched me at a time because, and I messaged the author right after I finished reading it, this long fanning email, because at that time we were involved in a ministry geared towards helping the orphans and widows of our time. And we still are, but we were, we had just, I think we were like two years into it. And it's, this ministry was all about providing a safe place for kids with parents in crisis. And it was really difficult because the church that we were going to at the time, it was really hard to get them on board. And it's a very, it was a, it's a very different, very spontaneous kind of type of ministry. And it was hard for, it was, it was, it wasn't really meshing with what needed to be done. I mean, there's a ministry for everyone and it was just hard because it, you, we felt disconnected and when you feel disconnected from the body of Christ and you don't have that support, it was just a very difficult time for us. It was a very difficult time for us to express it. We really, we really sense God's calling in this type of ministry and it fits our family dynamic on how we can help people. So it was hard and it was just that, that conflict. And in this story, there's a similar conflict. There's it's all about different people do ministry different ways. You can see how Nicholas was very independent from it. He was okay doing his ministry, his charity work by himself apart from the body of Christ and how Lydia wanted a more open approach and how they work on balancing in the middle and taking pros and cons from each aspect was a really amazing way that I saw it being played out. Um, and it, and it was difficult. It was, it was something that I really, it was very cathartic to read this book at this time. It helped me see something from another's point of view. Again, how books can help us develop empathy for different points of view. It, it helped me realize how, hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to talk about what makes some ministries work, not work for some people. It's okay to move on. So I highly, highly recommend that book if that sounds like something that was interesting. It's one of my absolute favorite Melissa Jaggers. I think I have a couple that I haven't read by her yet, but she's a really amazing author I love the heart and the message and the depth behind it. I love the growth of her characters. Just an all-around really amazing. I, I mean, that was my first book by her. I think it always will have a special place in my heart. But I really do believe that was the one that spoke to me the most so far out of the books that I've read. So after saying all that, I would love to hear about books that have helped you in your life. What kind of stories have spoken to you or revealed something or helped you grow? 
If you want to join the conversation, you can find me at Nicole and the Unending TBR on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about book recommendations, shoot me a message. Um, And until next time, may your TBR be unending.